Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Welcome to the HB Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin, here with me, the singular beautiful boy, Ben. Hello. Ben, we got flaked out on tonight. Well, sort well, not of. really. I mean, Phil told us in advance, I guess. Yeah, like two weeks ago, probably. And then Brandon is in Virginia. Yeah. So. Unacceptable. I don't know. I guess it's just funny because we didn't realize, connect these dots until earlier today. Right. I mean, not that a two-person podcast is a problem. But uh, we've done that a few times on the show, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Just not recently. True. It's been a while. That's true. So, Ben, how are you today? I'm doing all right. Had a bit of a weird day. Mm. A lot of a lot of breaks in my day where I haven't been able to get like any one singular project done. You know how those days go? Mm, yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, it's been a good, it's been a productive day. It just feels like I haven't completed anything. How about you? Right. Uh, pretty productive. Um, I've been trying to get ahead on my work for Colin since I'm um, going away from Wednesday to Sunday. Mm -hmm. So what's nice so about this job everybody is Everybody come rob Dubs, Dustin's house. Yeah, come around my house. Uh, so what's nice is I can work ahead. So I've been yesterday and today just like trying to powerhouse. Of course, SideQuest is coming back this week. So that right. was an additional item in there. But it's all good. I'm very close to being done. Now. Yeah. So cool. we'll see. I don't know how early we're leaving tomorrow. It sucks because I was just thinking uh, Festival Lost in Destiny. Oh, yeah. I really yeah. want to hop into it. I Probably. hopped in for like a few minutes just to look around. Uh -huh. And it's awesome. So The loot's awesome, you said? It looks well. Oh, it, it looks, looks awesome. awesome and the loot is awesome. There's like a gun that has like neon glow and um, it looks really cool. I'm, uh, I'm, I've been on that Crucible grind. Oh, for that recluse. Yeah. Mm. I'm about probably 12% away from where I need to be. So I don't have much longer. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, you can get the, the recluse. Very excellent gun. And then you can think about Mountaintop after that, the grenade launcher. Yes. I don't think I'm going to do it. I, I think it's don't much. like grenade launchers. So yeah. for me, it's not really worth doing. Yeah, that's 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 fair. Yeah. Ben, we have a special announcement yeah, for this do. podcast that you may know already if you follow us on Twitter at Handsome Phantom. We're going to tell you right now if you don't, but go follow us anyway, is that we have a sponsor. A new sponsor mm -hmm. that is an official drink sponsor. Ben, 
Tell us about it. It's Balls Guarana. Is that is it Guarana? Guarana. Okay. That's how Google says it. Cool. Uh, I've never heard a real human in real life pronounce it at all. So couldn't tell you. Um, but yeah, so Balls, we sent a message to them, just, you know, sending them some of our information and asking them if they'd like to be a podcast for the, uh, or a sponsor for the podcast. Uh, they replied in the affirmative and then said, Hey, what kind of, uh, what kind of drinks can we send you by the way? So we, uh, we're very thankful. They shipped us one of all eight of their flavors, one actually case of each of their flavors, which was way more than we were expecting. And tell you what, I've had like nine balls were on it this week, I think. Mm. So yeah, I've gone through and had one of each of the flavors. Right. So far. Now we're going to ration them for the podcast. You know, it's the podcast sponsor. We But we had to test them all out to talk about them. Right. Yeah. This is really funny, Ben, because I've and I think the same for you is that we've loved this drink for years, literally over a decade for me. Uh, yeah, it's definitely been longer than that for me. But in the last five years, it's probably only been in the last six weeks or so that I've found them somewhere and started drinking them again. Right. It is sometimes, depending on your area, harder to find uh, them available for purchase. Yeah. But uh, you can also order it online. It's on their website. It's also on Amazon. So uh, definitely. I mean, it's one of those things where, yeah, they're our sponsor now. So you don't have to believe anything we say <laughs> about the quality of the product. But we have loved it for a long time. The first time I had it was actually at an anime convention in Pittsburgh. Really? I think I was in like fifth or sixth grade. So like 2005, 2006, maybe around that time frame. So it's so this is not a like, oh, I'm older than you kind of thing. But it is so weird when we talk about like our age difference. We're right. what, five, six years apart. Not that much. Mm -hmm. But the timing that you talk about things, I remember like. Oh, I was a full grown adult and you were in fifth grade. That's yep. weird. But now it's like our age now, not a big deal. Don't matter. We're, we're kind of, you know, both adults. Anyway, my point, right. I think the first time I ever had it was my youth group. I was probably like 13 or so. Uh, used to go to a skating rink like once every month or something. And on the way, we would stop at this gas station and they always had it and I would get it. We would always try out like different energy drinks and. That's where I first had it. I'm pretty yeah. sure. And that was like a staple for me. It tastes like, I mean, I hate to be, to diminish it to like, it tastes like this drink, but it does. It's more like on the Sprite fruity light side. Yeah. If that makes sense. Very refreshing as far as the normal flavor, but they've got tons. They have like cherry, they have cherry cola, they have orange, ginger, they have a zero calorie one. And uh, I'd say they're all great. Yeah. But my personal favorite is either the original or cherry for sure, which is I, the cherry is what we're drinking right now. It is. And I think I would totally agree with that. I also I don't normally like ginger type drinks, ginger ale, ginger beer, anything. Mm -hmm. um, but their ginger is honestly really good. It's it's not super strong. Right. The ginger. Right. Which I was like, man, last when I tasted the initial can I had, I was like, man, I need to get some ginger yeah. or not ginger gin. You gin yeah, and ginger yeah. with balls, dude. Oh, part of part of what we were what you just said can reminded me that like I had only ever had balls grana in the bottle. Me you too. know, the distinct bottle with like the rib, the I don't know, they're like bumps. Yeah. yeah. Um until I realized that they had cans, which they don't have anywhere around us. Um, but so they have cans and bottles. But this is like a distinctly gaming product for me because even though I talked about the skating rink thing, 
I remember many a night uh, having gaming marathons with friends or whatever, definitely drinking some Balls Guarana. So anyway, Hell yeah. we liked them. Hope you liked them too. We'll probably talk about them for many weeks to come. Not in as much length necessarily, right. but um, we appreciate them taking a chance on us and we want you to take a chance on them if you've never had them before. And if you have, find them again because... They're a, they're not a, they're owned they're privately owned or they're not like a major Coke or Pepsi product. Right. Um, it's really nice just to have a product that's like a a smaller niche product but also quality. Right. And I've been I would think this is in the works, but we have some swag that we might do giveaway. Yeah. For so yep. look for that in the future. But yeah, as I said, you can go to their their website or on Amazon if you'd like to to buy some of it. Actually, here's the most ideal thing. Go to slash Amazon and then buy a case of balls and then it works out for everybody. And if you're local, like, you know, mom and pop shop or gas station or whatever, that's not like a giant chain doesn't carry them. Uh, if you ask them to carry them enough, maybe they will. Now, here's the question, Ben, and then we'll we'll cap the balls conversation since we've <laughs> been talking about our sponsor for a long time. I don't want to make it sound like we're shilling, but. I'm I'm legitimately so excited about Me this. Me too. I the, love both. Yeah. I love the product and I think this is so cool. So I'm excited. But there is one gas station in our town that had it. But Ben, I think you and I did we buy the last of it? Have they restocked? I haven't been back to check since I bought the mm. last of it. But they're not the kind of gas station that normally re-ups. But I don't know how their contract worked. Maybe they had yeah. you know a standing order for it. Yeah. I don't know, because it looked like they were kind of getting low last time when yeah. when we bought some. So might have to check in on that. Yep. So cool. Very exciting. It's B A W L S Gorana G A G U A R N. I can't even spell G U A R A N A. So uh, if you can't find it locally, make sure you look for it online. And like Dustin said, use the handsome phantom Amazon link to check it out. Hell yeah. Let's talk about games. Let's talk about games. Actually before games. Oh yeah. Let's talk about dreams and a shout out. I think we should do a back and forth situation okay. for this. So we'll start with, I'm going to start with a shout out because I've got it fresh. Got it. I want to give a shout out to Kanye West. Dude. Is that yours? This is my shout out too. Okay, we can just share it together right, then. Yeah. You know, there's no rules for this episode. So it's just right. you and I. Shout out to Kanye West because he came out with his new album and... Initially, my first listen, I thought this album's on the weaker side and <laughs> my position has not changed. Right. But the few there are a few songs on it that I think are absolute bangers yeah. that I really like and I've been listening to very heavily. Right. Are you kind of on the same page there? I'm on the exact same page. Um, definitely liked a few of the songs the first time through, but the more I've listened to it and I got to say that like I've been a Kanye fan since what, 2000. I'm trying to think of when I worked mm. at Sam Goody and was introduced to Kanye West. Um, so I've been a, a fan for a long time and therefore have watched and listened to a lot of interviews and have never seen Kanye appear more coherent than he is right now. And happier. Um, and happy, seemingly. Yeah. And who knows? You know, he's an erratic person. This could all, it could all change. But, um, you know, whether you're a person of faith or not, like it's cool to see someone with a more positive outlook on life, no matter what the reason yeah. Um, so, you know, much, you know, much love there. Yeah. And I mean, we could have a long conversation about this. I just there I I have a huge amount of respect for him right now because he's very passionate about what he believes in and whether or not you 
like that or not, mm-hmm. whether or not you, you know, like Christianity or, or don't, I think it's cool that he's standing up for that, especially now, just because I think that a lot of people that could, it's definitely not going to help his image. Well, it's going to hurt his status. For yeah. Sure. It's going to hurt his status, but yeah. I, I think it's what he's passionate about. So Ben, what name one song you really like, or I don't, I don't know if I might not even know the song names. Now that I'm yeah. of it. I think probably my favorite song on the album is, uh, it's called God is. Uh, I'm trying to remember which one that is. He says God is a bunch of times. Oh, I think, okay. I know which one that is. Yeah. My favorite right now is either, uh, there's use this gospel. Yeah. Which is, it has Kenny G yeah. in it, which it's funny. Cause like the main hook or sound sounds like a car door open. It does. But it's yeah. somehow he makes it work. It's amazing. And I also really like there's a song that's kind of like old school Kanye sounding. Uh, let's see. It's called Follow God. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's one where he talks about being Christ like. Yeah. Over and over. I, dude, I love the it has kind of like the old Kanye sound with like a sample of something. Right. More retro. Yeah. I would say as far as musically, like the album is, I would say, a step below some of the other ones. But. Like you said, there are a few songs on it that are way better than some of his older ones. Uh, there's a few that are way worse, but uh, overall, I think it's a, a good album, regardless of you know what you think about the content musically. There's some people that are shitting on the fact that there's the cheesy line about Chick Fil A, yeah, which it is. It's awful. It's terrible. But Kanye has always had that. Yeah, like people. I don't know if people are forgetting, like in the song Wolves, when he's like, "You go to the fridge and someone took your sandwich." Yeah, that's a line in a very serious song yeah. <laughs> that he wrote. I mean, it goes back as his whole discography has. It comes the the line like a lot of those cheesy lines he has across time, kind of come off as more genuine and and simple to me. Like not trying to show out, even though he's famously known for showing out. I think the first song off his first album, just because it rhymes, he said, "Should have went with Guy Co for your money." Yeah, yeah. it's like why. Why it doesn't make any sense why it's that, in there other than he's being cheeky because it rhymed. I'm trying to remember what song that is. That's a is drug deal and just right. to get yeah. by. Yeah. Yep. Great song. So many great albums from Kanye. You he, know what? I got my favorite though, I think. I I haven't quite thrown this one into the newest one into the rotation yet, but to figure out the the ranking. But one of my favorite Kanye albums is one of the least favorite of most people, and that's eight oh eights. That's the album I know the least. That's the album I know the most. Oh. Yeah. I might have to give that a listen on the ride tomorrow. Full uh, playthrough. I think for me, it came in the time of loss. Mm. And the album is all about loss. And right. so, like, it really struck a good chord with me. I don't know what my favorite Kanye or album is. Or a bad chord. Is. I don't know. The gut reaction is graduation. It's but good, yeah. I don't know. That's That's a very hard question to think about the ranking. We might have to think about that for a while yeah let's talk about uh let's see so that was our combined shout out right we'll do dreams now right now i'm dreaming about pizza because there's a very specific pizza spot we're going to go to this weekend called pizza paradisio where they have a pizza that's a white pizza normally i'm like don't like white pizzas right fuck them but this one specifically has uh lamb sausage on it Uh uh-huh it just it's immaculate it's amazing. Lamb sausage? Lamb sausage. Wow. Yeah, it's so good. It's like spicy and the cheese on it. It's just, oh, it's perfect. Nice. And I'm very, I'm thinking specifically about eating that pizza. So I know you pretty well. 
I know mm. your eating habits pretty well. Mm. And I know one thing about you is that if you don't like something, you're not even going to bother with it. Oh, yeah. So what made you try the white pizza after having not liked white pizzas? Here's the thing. It's not that I don't like I don't find white. I never found white pizza gross. It's not I just wasn't drawn to it. OK. I just like the red tomato sauce. Right. And so any white pizza I had before just felt like a step down from gotcha. all other pizzas. Yeah. But then having this one, I was like, damn. But did dude. you like order this one? My parents recommended it. Okay. From the first time we were there, they're like, you have to try this. Okay. I can't remember what the pizzas actually called. It's probably, it's something Italian that I can't say. <laughs> that would anyway. make sense. Yeah. So. Cool. And real quick, sorry, I don't want to extend this out too long, but I feel like pizza, there's like fancy pizza, which is great. And then there's just like standard cheap pizza. Right. And I think they're both equally good for different reasons. Yeah. Different you know occasions. I mean? Absolutely. Uh, I've probably shared this before on the show, but my wife is a pizza fanatic mm. and she will eat pizza no matter how good or bad it is. And she'll like it equally. Mm. And I am not like that. I can eat Little Caesars, but I would really prefer not to. I can go ham on some Little Caesars. Yeah. But I can, I mean, I can eat it all day and I'm happy. But yeah, if I have a choice, if you put all the pizzas in the world up next to each other and gave me the choice, you know, they were all exactly the same price and mm-hmm. gave me a choice. I would, you know, I don't know what I would pick, but it wouldn't be Little Caesars is what I'm saying. Yeah. Even if it was, everything else was just the same price. So anyway. Cool. Yeah. Then what are you dreaming about then? So my dream is kind of weird because I've been in kind of a, um, not a funk, like I've really enjoyed it, but I've been playing a lot of Destiny and very little else. But like, hell yeah, yeah. The games right now are stacking up in my mind of of things I want to play, and I want to give out out of worlds a shot. But part of me is also like, yeah, but then I'm going to be away from Destiny for 30 hours. Uh, I'm not a guy who can play multiple games at the same time. It's just yeah. not. I'm not real good at that. Um, I want to. I'm getting ready for Star Wars, which I think is going to be excellent. Uh, I'm really hopeful about uh, Death Stranding, even though I'm not real hopeful if that makes sense like i hope it's good but i don't anticipate me liking it hey that one dude broke the embargo with his tweet and said it was incredible did Did you see that i didn't see it i don't know who it was i need to look but they were like can't say much but i can say it's a life-changing amazing experience i'm like you fucker that's breaking embargo it was somebody who's not even in games right Um, if i remember correctly i don't know Okay. I don't know if they were in games. Okay. But either way, it's a fucking brain embargo. Don't do that. Right. Um, he probably, if he's not in games, he probably didn't even know what an embargo was. Maybe. But yeah, not an excuse. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful about a couple other things. But like I really been, I've really been wanting to play something light and quick lately. Um, something like, you know, Link's Awakening for Switch. Um, or I, I don't know. Give me a good six-hour game. Packed full of action, mm. and I'm gonna I'm gonna play it real fast and be done with it. Like that's kind of what I'm feeling right now. But uh, uh, my dream is just to find like to find another game that kind of hits me right, takes right. me away from Destiny for a while. I'm gonna come back, um, but I want to have something else to to play. Let me tell you real quick one thing about Outer Worlds. Yeah, it's extremely easy to jump in and out of. Okay, is what I've noticed, and. I don't know. Something about it, like the way the quest log is set up and the amount of quests is that I, I feel like it's not overwhelming and that you can go in and that it's not like, oh, I'm going to need to remember the context of all these things in order to do this quest. It's like so far has been very straightforward right. and very good. 
Right. I'm, I'm a, like every time I, I haven't played it in about, I didn't play it yesterday or today at all. So it feels like a lifetime ago right. <laughs> that I played it last. But I really, there's so many things I like about it that I really want you to check it out just because. Oh, I'm definitely going to. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I have access to it right now. So, yeah. Eventually, the Destiny grind, I think, is going to uh, slow down. At least for me, it is. Yeah. Now that I think that what happens is that once you hit level 960, uh-huh. you can only get better gear through pinnacle right. gear. So I'm almost to that point. I, I have where I'm, I'm at like 958. Right. So I'm uh, let's see. I've been playing pretty solid for, I don't know, probably close to three months at this point. And I just haven't ever, like, right about the time I was getting to level cap uh, during, um, or I forget the name of it, Forsaken, uh, then Shadowkeep dropped. So I was like, oh, now I have more to go for. Yeah. And I'm not quite there yet again. So once I once I hit level cap, you might be right, I might fall off a little bit. But I, don't know, I just enjoy it because it's one of those games where I can play it and not really have to 100% focus on it. So I can listen to a podcast or I can... Um, watch a show or something in the background, but I really I'm still playing a good game. That's how yeah. I feel. It is it is really fantastic. It's I think I said this a couple weeks ago, but Destiny Two is better than it's ever been. Yeah, because I'll talk to people, and I'll, I'll often the answer I hear is that it'd be like, yeah, I played Destiny Two when it came out, and then I dropped off, and now I don't like it. Right. I'm like, I was exactly the way you were. So was I six months ago. Yeah. Maybe, you know, and I now I'm like, guys, it's so good now. Yeah. It's so good. And so I highly recommend and it's free now. Free to check out. Yeah. Free to. That's uh, true. I mean, it's not even free to start. It really is. You can play all of the original campaign for Destiny 2 and the two DLCs. So that will give you access to tons of strike. It'll give you access uh, tons of strikes, give you access to the first raid. Yeah. Actually, more than just the first raid. There's so much free content that it's like, why not? You right. know what I mean? Yeah. With cross save, basically better. everything up until Shadowkeep, right? Or not Shadowkeep, but Forsaken. Yes. Yeah. Everything. So yeah, the only things that aren't free are Forsaken and Shadowkeep. Forsaken, fifteen dollars right now wow. on Steam sale. That's pretty good. So might want to get that. I spent a lot more. Well, no, I think I, I might have spent twenty or thirty. I don't remember. Yeah. But anyway, it's very. Very good. Very exciting. All right. So let's go ahead and dive into the news. Uh, Not a lot to talk about this week, but there are a couple interesting and exciting things. First of all, this is kind of a half news item, Ben, because Death Stranding has been reconfirmed to be coming to PC in summer of 2020 and 505 Games is publishing. This was kind of an interesting thing on Twitter because they went out and they said, hey, this is coming summer 2020. And a lot of people were like, holy crap, it's coming to uh, PC. But I can understand a little bit of confusion because it was announced with PC initially. And then Sony like took it off. They changed their blog post. So it no longer said PC. Right. So there were doubts on whether or not the PC version was happening but now it's been of course reconfirmed which i'm really surprised that it's been confirmed now this close to this close me too i would have expected that like 
one to two weeks after launch on PS4. Yeah, so for me, like you said, I'm not surprised at all that Death Stranding is coming to PC. The two things about this that surprised me are, one, what you just mentioned, the timing of this, you know, reconfirmation of the announcement, and two, that 505 is publishing it. Yeah, because of all, of all publishers, right? I really like Five Hundred Five. Like, yeah. a, they're they're good to us. They're kind. To, they're the kind when we talk to them. Um, they've sent us plenty of stuff to review, but they're not like the biggest game publisher, right? And Death Stranding seems like a title where you need a big game publisher with lots of marketing budget behind them, right? Yeah, you, This deal has to be super interesting, I, and I think the most interesting element of it is that we're going to see Guerrilla Games engine Decima. Right running on pc that's gonna be interesting so which maybe it's been designed from the ground up to always run on pc as like a a just in case because sometimes these proprietary engines aren't necessarily scalable i mean that they would be on they're designed on pcs but it's not necessarily made for that right so yeah and it's really interesting that sony would let their proprietary technology uh, you know, because they own it. Right. Um, go. But it, it's weird because I guess the the affiliation between Kojima and Sony is like pretty official, but not so official that they're not going to allow it to be published elsewhere. Uh, it was probably set up before they got more into the marketing deal and everything. Um, but it would shock me if they're not getting a very hefty percentage of all PC sales. For oh, Sony. yeah. Yeah. I think they are, too. To me, I see this as Kojima. I would have to think that Kojima is thinking, I want my games to be on a platform that they can last forever. Right. At least if I was a game designer, that's why I would always to the if as much as I could try to get onto PC. Right. Even if it was console exclusive to some other console to be like, okay, this console and PC, because then. You know, there's so many PlayStation games that have been lost to time because oh, yeah. they don't fucking care about backwards compatibility. They do now, apparently. Because we'll the market s- demands it. Right. But so I think it's a smart move on uh, Kojima's part. But yeah, I posted a tweet after this just because a lot of people were talking about this on PC. And I'm like, man, I wish I'd love to see a, a reality where Sony eventually puts their first party games on PC. Right. Even if it was a couple years after their after release, because it's like, is anyone going out and buying a PS4 for Bloodborne right now? Not right now, but they certainly did, you know, a while back. Yeah. So now let's say you put Bloodborne out on PC Mm -hmm. for forty dollars. It's it's like easy double dipping. You would think. I mean, I don't know what the cost of development for PC would be, but I have to think once the game is made that there's. I don't mean to minimize this, but mm. m- minimal effort in comparison to redoing the whole game. Right. The I guess the only contradiction to my own argument here is that Sony probably doesn't want to press a set of precedents that be like, oh, well, you don't need to buy the PS4 if you're willing to wait because those games will just eventually come out on PC. Yeah, but I think that's it's a little different because yeah, you're right. OK, I see what you're saying there, but it's weird because technically then, you know, is... Kojima then a third party instead of a second party at this point now? Um, 
I mean, the relationship they have with Kojima and Kojima Productions right now is definitely second party. Right. Right now. I mean, he's putting them on PC. So is it third party? I think it it probably just all depends on the, like you said, Sony's probably making a ton of money off this uh, PC release, even though 505 is publishing. Right. But I guess we just saw the Quantic Dream games. um, Am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah, Quantic Quantic Dream Dream games come to PC and they were pretty much second party. Right with P- with Sony, they I, they bought them back essentially. Though I think I don't know if they bought those rights back. I think that they had to work out a deal with Sony because I'm pretty sure that Sony owns that IP. Right, that's what I thought too. So they had to work out a deal with Sony to get those published on PC. Yeah. Same with um, Journey, yeah, which uh that game company and Anna yeah put out on PC. It's interesting times. Like, I would love to see, uh, obviously, you know, Sony wants to get people, Microsoft wants to get people to, to buy their hardware and to then be involved in their ecosystem, buy their memberships, et cetera. Um, I think Microsoft might be, you know, bringing more people into the Xbox brand by letting you do everything on PC um, as opposed to, you know, you couldn't used to. Uh, So we'll see how it shakes out, but I would be really surprised if, Sony doesn't figure out how to evolve and make more money from putting their games on PC or other platforms. Um, because honestly, the reason I like, I like the PlayStation. I think it's a perfectly fine console. I like the interface. I like the controllers. I like everything, but I wouldn't play PlayStation if it weren't for PlayStation exclusive games. Right. I would never play Microsoft if it weren't for, I would never play Xbox if it weren't for Xbox exclusive games. Um, so like for me, I would much rather see these companies, yeah, they develop good hardware, uh, but realistically, like if they can figure out how to make more money on the software side long term, no matter what platform they're on, I don't care what hardware it's on. Right. Yeah. Um, Microsoft has an interesting advantage just because they're kind of in a like rising tide yeah. for all of their companies. You know, like right. if this, it's okay if we're not selling as many, much hardware because they're going to be playing it on our on pc right which is technically also something that we do so yeah every pc is you know got their fingerprints on it pretty much because that's the thing like i'm i don't have any intention or any want of the next xbox right because my current pc i'm guessing is already more powerful than than that and they've already said that all their games now the exclusivity so I don't know, but they got me with Game Pass right now, even though I'm technically not paying for it. But eventually, because right now I think they're in a, like a blitz to try to get as many people on board. So right. they're giving away free stuff constantly. Yeah. But sure, when the Scarlet games come out, like when the new Halo comes out, I'll buy a month of Game Pass. Sure. For sure. I'll probably buy Game Pass multiple months throughout the year, just not the entire year. Who knows? It depends on the kind of pricing structure. Yeah. You know, they, they'll probably roll out a new pricing structure once they roll that out. But it, I think that they're really smart to get people into the Game Pass atmosphere because they know right, right now, you know, at the end of the end of the cycle, a lot of people aren't going to buy new games. But if they can get people to buy the subscription and realize how good it is, when the next hardware rolls out, people are going to be like, well, I already know that I've got like a billion games I can play. You know, I honestly don't understand the economics of Game Pass. It seems like too good of a deal. I think it's a loss leader, frankly. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because I don't know. I'm just like playing the Outer Wilds for basically free right now. Right. 
and all of the Xbox games. Like I haven't given Xbox. I mean, I think I bought one month of Game Pass. All the other ones have been free months that I've got, but I've I haven't given them any money but in I, a long time. I would say that we are probably in the minority there. Mm. I don't know this for sure, but I would say that like, you know, your average Call of Duty every year, Xbox player, that's all they play. If they see Game Pass advertised on whatever, they're going to maybe sign up for a month and then they're going to be like, oh, this is really cool. And then they just continue to pay for it at $15, $15 a month or whatever it is. Right. Um, I don't know. I could be wrong, but... I'd say there's some of that that they're getting the recurring charges from with people either still enjoying it or not enjoying it, not 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 utilizing it. But I think also there's just a matter of like getting people in your ecosystem to enjoy your ecosystem more so that they can continue to push hardware and game sales and everything in the future. Because they're not, I mean, they're not going to run these deals forever. No. When Xbox oh, Gold no. first first existed back in it's like a, every a long time ago, yeah. Um, you would get a free, you know, you'd find deals constantly. Right. And towards the end of the 360 life cycle, I remember specifically, you could not find a discounted Xbox member, uh, right. Xbox Gold membership. So, like, eventually there won't be so many discounts, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that 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 will probably be the case. Okay. Let's move on to this next one. Fallout 76 is the gift that keeps on giving <laughs> with uh, they announced a new subscription service called Fallout First. This is a kind of old news at this point, but I thought it'd be fun to talk about. Oh, yeah. The service costs twelve ninety nine a month or ninety nine dollars a year. It's funny. We we're just talking about the value of Game Pass. Well, here's what you here's get. Here's the opposite. Here's what here's what you get with the Fallout First. You get uh, access to private servers. And there's a big asterisk on that that we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, unlimited storage in your scrap box, a survival tent, which both of those have gameplay features that I don't understand because I don't right. play the game. Uh, you get 1,650 atoms per month, and that's the currency to buy cosmetic items. You get the Ranger armor outfit, which is the iconic armor from Fallout New Vegas. You get exclusive icons and emotes in the game. This is stupid. <laughs> here's I. Uh, here's the question: Is that people are playing this game somewhere? Is this something that those the people that are playing this game want? And we're just oblivious. I think so. I think they're because like we've looked at the numbers before and seen how well Fallout seventy six sold in the last year, right? And it was way better than anyone expected it was after seeing all the chatter. But we're in an echo chamber. Like, we have to understand that we're in an echo chamber of people talking about games with similar takes and, you know, whatever. The, the mass audience, there's plenty of people out there who, who play Fallout 76 and love it and would love to have some more ways to support their gameplay, even right. if they have to pay for it monthly. Right. What? We're just not those people. Yeah. The one asterisk that I mentioned was that the private servers is that people bought access to this and then hopped into a private server and a bunch of the things were already looted. Right. So it's not actually a private like when you think private server, it's like I got a Minecraft server running on my computer that when you access it, <clears throat> you're the only one there. And right. When you leave, it's empty. Right. That's not the case. You're getting uh, basically you're allowed to access one of their already established servers by yourself. Right. That's what you're paying for access. So, you know, you could, it could already be looted. If you leave their private server, 
you know, quote unquote private server. If you leave and then play with a friend on their server and then come back, it's not going to be the same server anymore. Right. right. So you're, it's not really a private server. I mean, it is on a very like literal technical by saying the word private server. Right. You are on a server privately, but it's not your own server. Right. It's just one of their servers that you can play by yourself. empty. Yeah. Which I wonder why they have empty servers laying around. Huh. (laughs) I don't know. So I just thought that was, you know, icing on the cake there right. that I don't I don't understand this game at all. But I mean, apparently there's something to it. But here's the thing that I think that they had to reason with. They looked at this and said, wow, this is going to look bad. Mm-hmm. But I'm guessing that they thought the amount of money that we'll make is worth it. Yeah. Again, there are so many people. Like, you know, we listen to gaming podcasts. We have a gaming website. We're on gaming Twitter. Like, we're involved. But there are people in the world who just like to play games and don't associate with any other thing other than they actually play games. And those are the people that those are the people that this is for. I'm not positive about this, but my aunt and uncle might still be playing Fallout 76. Yeah. I remember they took off work the Uh day it came out. And then... Uh, months after it came out, I was like, so what are you guys playing? They're like, oh, yeah, we're still playing this and this, but we're all still playing a lot of Fallout 76. They yeah. love, they're diehard. Like, yeah. they, when uh, mod support was announced for Xbox, but not PS4, they sold their PS4s and bought Xbox One exclusively so they could use mod support. Are you for, serious? Yeah. I was like, mm, probably not a good idea. Not in the but long run, yeah. If that's, what, if that's the number one thing that you desire, right. then... Sure. I can't knock you for it. Right. So, oh yeah, I mean, play what you want to play. I don't, I don't care what other people want to play. It's just I, sometimes I don't understand it at all. Right. Yeah. I'm just like, sell your PS4s and get a PC then, if you care so much about the mod support. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe their friends play on Xbox or something like that. So, but yeah, they're they're maybe the people that are buying this subscription service. I would say that that's likely. I so mean, yeah. But your uncle doesn't he work at GameStop? This is the no. This uncle. is my mom's sister. Okay. Gotcha. You know yeah, which, I knew who yeah. they are. Yeah. So, yeah, they're big, big Fallout fans. Yeah. So, hey, more power to them. Somebody's got to play this game. I've been thinking a lot about Fallout and as a whole mm-hmm. lately because of the outer uh, outer worlds. Yes. I'm like, man, Fallout Four was not that good. <laughs> I played it so much, I platinumed it. Yeah. Like I've done every, and I'm like looking back, and I'm like, hmm. not very good. I only played for probably 15 to 20 hours, and I really enjoyed it. But I wouldn't disagree with you that it wasn't that good, especially compared to previous iterations. Um, but OK, so what about the Outer Worlds in comparison to New Vegas? How do you feel about it? Mm, well, I wasn't. Su- I'm odd because I wasn't super hot on okay. New Vegas. Yeah. Something about it didn't hit, sit right with me. Uh-huh. I don't know. Like it didn't draw me in like the original. Maybe it was just I was burnt out right. on that style of game at the time. But um. So wait, what was the question again? Well, if, it, you've already basically stated like you like out of out of wild out of worlds, whatever, yeah. and you don't like really you didn't really like Fallout New Vegas or at least at right. the time. So here's the one thing that instantly is apparent playing mm-hmm. Outer Worlds that reminded me of New Vegas is that very early on in the game it presents you with a morally gray choice uh-huh. that's going to affect an entire planet. Right, and. I had to turn the game off. I mean, it was about time that I needed to go to bed anyway, but I was Mm -hmm. like, I can't make this decision right now. I need to think about this. Right. Because 
both of these options are good and bad. Right. And I was like, man, that's just like real life. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It reminded me of making those decisions in, uh, fallout, uh, new Vegas. Yeah. And there's, they tried to do some of that in Skyrim, but it wasn't satisfying. Right. It was like, okay, you can either go with the resistance and be super racist uh-huh. or you can support the empire, which is basically Hitler. Right. Your choice. Like, yeah, yeah either way you're know, racist. It, it just didn't, I don't know. It didn't seem, didn't feel satisfying to me in Skyrim. Well, the one but, thing I've seen about the outer worlds is it's almost glitch free. I haven't run into any glitches. And that's really impressive to me because, again, we're talking, what, 10 years ago at this point. Maybe not even, not not quite that long. But I played New Vegas for my website at the time before it launched. Like, Yikes. I played it and for Embargo, uh, before Embargo. And if you remember, that game was terrible at, before that and had lots of glitches. And I personally had a lot of those glitches and even crazier stuff than some of the stuff you saw online. Yeah. So for it to come out and be polished is good. Right. Yeah. It's making me really interested in Obsidian as a developer. Uh I downloaded um, Pillars of Eternity. Oh, yeah. Since I had it from a Humble Bundle a long time ago and I installed it and it's just been sitting there because I'm like, I kind of I don't think I even want to play it. So to say, I just want to like pop in, play the first hour out right. of curiosity for what just it's to get like. the experience. Right. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, they they're interesting studio, especially now. I think it's clear now that like when when Xbox bought them, I think a lot of people were like, hmm, interesting. Just because we had uh, Pillars of Eternity was kind of a, a successful release, uh-huh. but not a mass market right type of game and so i think now that we're seeing the outer worlds come out and be a huge mass market success we're starting to see why xbox wanted to scoop them up sure yeah so they saw something there for sure yeah all right last of us part two has been delayed to may this came uh there was a blog post on the playstation blog that uh basically they were uh Starting, you know, it, it's nice because it acknowledges like, hey, we know we just told you the release yeah. date a month ago. But in the past couple of weeks, we've been uh, looking at what we need to do still and starting to realize that it's not possible. Right. Uh, to get the game to the current state, the what, the what it said, what we call Naughty Dog quality. Right. Which the fact that they can say that and everyone knows what they mean yeah. is awesome. I mean, yeah. that's a, a good for them. Sure. So it's coming out in May now, which is cool. Uh, according to Jason Schreier, he said that because of this delay, it's going to affect uh, other games, specifically uh, Ghost of Tsushima uh-huh. will now be pushed back even further. So that's kind of interesting because we'll have uh, Last of Us Part 2 in May. And then the PS5 is coming out that Christmas, November. So maybe September for Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah. Maybe? I mean, that seems to be about the only time that would make sense. Be right on the dying light of the PS4 if they do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One of the one of the farewell. The sunset. The sunset games for PS4. Which I kind of feel like, okay, I don't know. I, I go back and forth on this, but... I kind of feel like putting a game out 
literally a first party game literally months, maybe even a month uh, before a new console drops is basically sending it to the, you know, to die. You're expecting it not to get good sales. The only thing I can think of is that they're like, hey, backwards compatibility is going to save this from that situation being bad. Maybe. But but it's also a money thing. Some people might not want to spend $60 if they're planning on doing a huge because like. I don't know. The last time when I bought PS4, I blew out a shit ton of money because right. I bought the PS4. I bought two or three games. Right. You know, it's it's a huge expense when new consoles come out. Right. So, yeah, I can definitely actually understand not wanting to maybe wanting to hold back. But my thing is for the average person who has enough money for a console and one game, are they going to buy Ghost of Tsushima? Or are they going to buy the brand new launch game that can mm. they, they could buy right when the system comes out on the same day? Like I don't know. I'm not yeah. going to buy a I'm not going to buy a last gen game when there's a new gen game sitting here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I didn't think about it like sales after PS5 launch just right. probably tanking. Right. I mean, unless that's the thing, we still don't know the nature of the backwards compatibility unless it's like they can rebrand it as like a half and half like ps4 ps5 play even better on ps5 or something like that sure that would be incredible i really hope that's the case i'm sure i have a feeling it will be but i'm just saying like there's enough games coming out all the time that i don't feel the need to play a previous gen game if there's six new gen games sitting here even if it's still a new game are you excited for ghost shima only partially I'm really kind of not. I don't think I've, and this is partially because I haven't wanted to, but I haven't seen enough about it to really know if I'm interested in it. I think it looks like it's going to be quality, but I don't know if it's my style of game. I think I'm just sick of samurai games. It's entirely possible. With Neo, with uh, Sekiro, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I'm tired of that world. Did you ever finish Sekiro? I can't. Really? Well, not at this point. Yeah. <laughs> not that, not after. You've lost all the muscle memory. Yeah. It's just, it's too hard. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's one of the, I was like thinking about it for a while. I was like, I could do this, but I don't want to anymore. Yeah. That's like, kind of where I was with it. It's like, I don't know. It's, there's something different. Cause there was a lot of points in, in Bloodborne and Dark Souls where, I don't know. It always felt like there was a glimmer of hope or of satisfaction. Right. There got to a point in that game where I beat a boss and I know I felt so frustrated. I was no longer satisfied. I was just like, fuck it. Finally, I'm done. Right. I'm done with this boss. Finally, there was no like, yeah, I did it. My problem so. with Sekiro and I didn't have a lot of difficulty at the beginning of it. And even I, I guess I really didn't have a ton of difficulty overall. My problem was I didn't know what to do. It wasn't that mm. I couldn't do it all the time. So I got to the point then where I was even going and looking at guides, which I almost never do. I was looking at guides and watching videos and like, OK, yeah, this seems I get it now. I can. I, that's what I was doing wrong. And I'd go and try it 15 more times and still fail at it. And I'm like, you know what? A lot of times, like you're saying, when I play a game and it's challenging, like if I'm playing a racing game and I lose a race over and over, I want to get in there and win that race. Right. But with Sekiro, I just kept finding that like there was none of that like drive. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I have to do this to get through it. Right. So it wasn't about the challenge. So, yeah, I, I kind of dropped off about, I don't know, I'm probably two thirds of the way through the game. And I finally was, I, I stepped away from it from for like 10 days. And went back to it one night, and as it's booting up, I'm like, I don't want to play this, so I'm not going to. Yeah, I was, uh, 
oh, it was the monkey boss. Oh, yeah. I did beat it. Yeah. It's funny. I beat it. And then I decided I didn't want to play anymore. Right. Because I think I saw there was like, yeah, you have to fight this boss again. And it's harder. Yeah. Like, we'll just just fuck me. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I would like to see what the completion rate on that game is compared to other games of yeah. the same, you know, similar difficulty. And we already talked about this a little bit, but I want to mention it again. Festival of the Lost has begun in Destiny 2. Uh, lasts for three weeks. There is exclusive gear, exclusive uh, weapons, a new a special mode that takes place in the Lost Forest. It's all very, very cute. Yeah. There's masks that you can wear. And part of the event is that you have to wear a mask while you do it. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like dressed up like there's like an heiress mask. The The mask I got was uh, the Cryptarch. OK. Isn't yeah. his name like Raul or something? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's the Cryptarch mask. So I will be blasting in the forest as Raul. Nice. Later at some point. So I'm excited. You do. Did you do the. um? What's the last big event they did? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I can't remember what it's called. It's um. it was like the summer festival. Yeah, I, I wasn't playing at the time. I know so that. you might have came in right after because that's did. when I started playing again. Yeah. Um, the, the events in Destiny are cool, though. They they really amped it up. I remember Destiny 1 when Festival of Lost and I was like, this is dumb. There's yeah. no motivation for me to do anything. So it's really cool how they've uh, improved on that. Finally, last but not least, there's been a big leak slash rumor that at BlizzCon this weekend, we're going to see Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4. So first of all, Overwatch 2, we got a picture that had a new uh, hero. There's rumors that there's going to be PVE. And uh, that's about all we know about it. Mm hmm. There, I have a lot of questions about this. The, I think the main question right now is that is Overwatch 2 a new release of Overwatch or is it like Fortnite Chapter 2? No, nah, I think with Overwatch, it's got to be another. You got to buy this box game. Mm. Um, not because I want it to be. I'm saying because from a monetary standpoint, it needs to be. Here's here's my hot, quick take. You can't convince me with Overwatch 2. Because Overwatch one, they completely fucked up. Yeah. By the, it's not it's not even that they completely fucked up. It's that the level of support for that game is so low compared to something like Fortnite, compared to something like Destiny, right. literally any other live service game. It is a terrible live service game at that the attributes that it should have. Obviously, sure. the core gameplay, fantastic. Right. But it's like they've been doing the same Halloween event. Since that game came out, uh huh, they all the same events, all the same events, everyone. Yep, barely any new modes. The only thing they've been focused so much on new heroes, right? It's like we want different ways to play this game. People are so interested in the heroes they've perfected already that I feel like the adoption rate of the new heroes is not as high. Uh, and I was talking to somebody recently who hadn't played Destiny or Destiny, hadn't played Overwatch in a while and went back and played Overwatch recently. And they were like, I was seeing almost no one using these new characters. Really? Which is just an anecdote. That's not, yeah. that's, I'm sure that Blizzard actually has data on that kind of stuff. Uh, and uh, that perception could be totally wrong. But uh, you play the same hero for a couple of years, you're not going to be real quick to switch. I just don't know about how many new heroes they added. I've been off the game for 
so long. There's been a lot. There's a lot. It just, it feels like too many. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe they, I think they expect the average player, not the pro players to like settle into a couple heroes that they like. Three or four. I just, I don't, I never played the game that way. Right. Like I was like, I want to know a base level, get a base level skill on every character. So if I'm feeling a certain situation where certain attributes is needed that I can hop in. Right. So. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm really curious more about how BlizzCon is going to go in general than I am about Overwatch. Yeah. I'm I'm way more excited about Diablo 4 than Overwatch. Yeah. And what I don't know what what do we want out of a a new Diablo game? Um, I don't know that I can ask for anything more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's already so solid. I just want another story and, you know, some new uh some new assets really yeah that's kind of what i was thinking i mean they could have just released more expansions right to diablo 3 and i'd be perfectly happy with that sure yeah but i don't know i am excited about the idea of diablo 4 i could see uh, i think a lot of people would not like this idea but i don't know i think doing diablo as a live service game could be cool I think so, too. Doing it like a Destiny-style game. Yeah, I agree. A lot of people won't like it, especially if they're going to charge anything monthly. Um, Because, I mean, they know how to do that Mm -hmm. already, obviously. Uh, But I agree that it would be be cool to see continuous updates and stuff. Events, etc. I don't know. Do you think that there's a possibility? Obviously, a lot of people are like, BlizzCon is going to be a shit show this year. Do we think it's possible that... They're like, we are going to combat the bad vibes by being like, boom, Overwatch 2 is a free update to Overwatch that everyone gets for free. And it has all this stuff. We'll release a new disc that says Overwatch 2. Right. That could be that would be a huge thing. Uh, Diablo 4, if it's everything that people want. I don't know. Right. I'm wondering if they think that they'll be able to be like, we can. We can change the narrative by having all these bombs drop. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're going to change, be able to change the narrative or not because of the cycle that surrounds it. But then again, does the average consumer know anything about any controversy? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I think that a lot of the average consumer in this case might know. I don't know if they care, though. Yeah. So it's like you said, the echo chamber. That we're in. Right. That we only hear the voices of a select few, really, when it comes to context of. Right. In the scheme of things. Yeah. Yeah. That's all the news I have. All right. So I guess that's it for the show. We're at 53 minutes. We're probably a good time to wrap it up. Ben, thanks for joining me. Yeah. I feel like I'm losing my voice slightly, which Uh, is weird. That doesn't normally happen. You kind of sound a little raspier. A little. It's the balls, man. I don't know. Maybe it's. Something like that. Don't say that. That's hurting the the brand. Oh, I don't know. Maybe that (laughs) I don't. Okay, the balls is making it better. That's right. It's soothing my throat. Right. Uh, So thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Also visit us at handsomephantom.com where there's tons of good stuff for you to read, watch, and listen to. Also, uh, Use our Amazon affiliate link. We've mentioned that already. Handsomefandom.com slash Amazon. And last but not least, if you want to join our community, do it at handsomefandom.com slash Discord. 
And also check out the other shows in the network. There's uh, the iTunes repository. Is there an easy way to get to that? Or do you just search HP video game? Yeah, network? you kind of just have to search for it. I'm still working on some of that stuff. Okay. Yep. But yeah, there's lots of good shows on the network. So check out and support all the shows on the network. You got a couple new ones coming on soon. Yeah. I'm happy to excited to uh, announce those as well. Going to be very cool. Lit. Then am I missing anything? I feel uh, like I'm missing something. Probably, but we'll figure it out. Okay. Figure it out. Cool. Figure it out. All right, everybody. See you next week.